It's the KOP Aftermath. Get, get ready. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. Yo, 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 yo what's crack like this? Big Snoop Deal Double G. Yo, what's going on? This is Drizzy G. Radio. We're taking over the radio. It's going down. It's crazy. What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you're listening to my station. Powered by the Core 94. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is the KLP Aftermath with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. We're live. We're here. We in the studio. We got another great show for you guys for today. Uh, I have a lot that I need to get off my chest, so I'm sorry. This might be a little bit of a rant kind of podcast because so much has happened in the media news that I wanted to quickly talk about on the show because there's been a lot of things going on within the last couple of days. So we'll get onto it. But I do want to thank everyone for listening to the show thus far this week. We've been doing a lot of great stuff. I'm just blessed, honestly. I told a lot of coworkers, I told a lot of people out there in the world within this week, they asked me, Kennedy, how's your week going? I said, I am blessed and highly favored simply because, uh, you know, we have a lot going on nowadays. So uh, if you guys in the audio version, because we're filming at night. So shout out to my night crew, shout out to my night people uh, keeping us up, making sure we sound good. Tyrison Studio, my man. Um, and then the next day we do the video version of it because we're, we're changing our schedule up a little bit. Um, but wanted to shout out to Element Magazine's team again. Over 800 impressions right now. You guys love it. Uh, this month's January's month issue of Element Magazine, start of 2022. We talked about so much in that issue. Of course, selling Tampa. We, you know, it's just really, really good. So February's issue is coming. And by the time you are listening to the podcast if you're listening to the audio version tonight you won't see it yet but tomorrow we're going to announce february's issue of element magazine of course i've been i'm since i'm the editor head editor-in-chief i saw it we saw the vision and i'm so stoked to start writing uh for the magazine piece uh we're gonna start that very very soon so we have a lot that we're going to write about but i'm excited for you guys to see uh, February's issue simply because I'm I'm stoked. I'm so stoked about it. I'm ready. I'm ready for you guys to see it. So just hang tight for sure. Uh, of course, KLP Entertainment has been booming uh, when it comes to our shows. Of course, Black Code and the new show we have out, The Gym of Light. Uh, great viewership there. A lot of people loved it, the first episode, and a lot of people are ready for the second episode. I'm stoked for the second ep- episode. I'm ready for it. I you know, we've been working a lot of great stuff this week. Um, another news announcements before we get onto the rant, because I do this. It's not a rant video or not a rant podcast, but it's just it, a lot has happened to me. Um, kind of personal, but I wanted to bring it to the show. Um, but of course, we actually just got done today. Actually, our third featured. We're going to be featured on Shout Out Atlanta for a second time in a row. But this is our third feature. Uh, to be hosted on another magazine out here in Atlanta. If you guys don't know, Shout Out Atlanta is a partnership with Voyage ATL. I do have a story on Voyage ATL. I do have my second story on Shout Out Atlanta. This third story is going to be us talking about the radio station. So a huge shout out to Swanky 93.3, the radio station, and Emory 94.6, the radio station. Honestly, I've been very, very blessed uh, to be working on that uh, 
to be working on these radio shows and these radio uh, channels. Uh, but of course, in our third feature, we're going to be talking about the two radio stations, KLP Aftermath and Vox TV channels. So that's the third issue coming from Shout Out Atlanta. I want to shout out Mike. Uh, Mike is one of the publishers for Shout Out Atlanta. Uh, he's been patient with me because I he, he sent me an email about because he, he saw the radio stations. He saw the shows we're doing. And he reached out, obviously. He said, hey, I know you have a story with us, your personal story, but in this next feature, I want you to solely talk about radio. I was down for it. But then, you know, it was Christmas time and then I ended up getting sick. There's a story to my sickness in this next segment, but I ended up getting sick and I just couldn't work for two weeks. So, you know, and then today I got the email said, hey, uh, are you ready to do your interview? Like, we still need you to do that at a timely manner. Um, I said, yes, I'm sorry. I've just been booked and busy with other stuff, plus me being sick. This month of January is to start up the fresh new year. Uh, we actually just announced, and you guys saw this a couple uh, days ago, we, we uh, publish and we post our quarterly report uh, and our plans for the first quarter because we are in the first quarter with KLP Entertainment. So it's been a lot going on. So I, I was telling, talking to Mike and said, I'm sorry, I've been, uh, as you can hear, <laughs> sorry guys, if you guys can hear that, screaming around here in the studio, something's going on. Um, but we've been doing a lot of great stuff. We, we've been doing a lot of great stuff. So I, I talked to Mike and I said, hey, I'm sorry, we I've been busy this month of January. So. Um, so let's move on to the podcast. You guys came to the podcast. You want to hear what I want to talk about on the podcast. And so much has been going on for sure when it comes to it, of course. So for the past, uh, after Christmas, two weeks, and this is a story. And my mom knows this story very well. Shout out to her because she helped me out. Um, I'm still waiting on, my mom knows what I'm talking about. I'm still waiting on it. I'm sorry. It's, it's taking longer. It's, you know, it's a lot of things. Um, but I thought this would be a cool story to talk about on the podcast. I told Tyrus about this story. He knows about it. He said, you need to talk about this on the podcast because fans might get a kick out of it. And this is just a, a, a warning public service announcements to a lot of people out there who are ordering their food using either DoorDash or Instacart. Yes, this is an Instacart story. Yes, Instacart, I'm about to get ready to talk mess about you because you know you were wrong for that. So here's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, right after Christmas, uh, I ended up getting COVID. Uh, there's no secret. It was no secret. I, I told people I've had COVID. I've told people I've been diagnosed with it. I told people I'm having symptoms. I've had COVID right after Christmas. Luckily, we shut down when it comes to the holiday seasons with KLP Entertainment, we shut down that whole week of, of Christmas time and Thanksgiving time. And then maybe the week and a half after Christmas, we don't work because we, we're still recouping from the holidays. I'm not ready to jump back into the media like that um, right into the, the holidays because we know our market, our fan base. I don't post stuff on holidays because I know people are not watching social media on the holiday. They're just spending time with their family. So ended up shutting down. Um, ended up catching COVID somehow, um, very, very sickness. And I tell a lot of people, um, please be careful. I say this every time on the podcast because it is real. COVID sucked. Uh, I had symptoms of nausea. I had symptoms of headaches. I had a headache for four days straight. Um, I've had 
uh, and I know this might be a little TMI, but you know, I'm very unfiltered on the show. I had senses of diarrhea. Um, I couldn't eat. I couldn't smell. Well, I could smell. I couldn't taste. Um, my throat was dry and hurting. So it was horrible. It was the worst sickness that I've ever endowed in my lifetime. And I've been sick before. Back in 2015, in, in the March, in the month of March of 2015, I was sick. But I think this tops everything. I could not move. Um, so at the time, I ended up saying, okay, yeah, I'm sick. And then my family members saying, yeah, we're sick. We all, because we did spend time together for Christmas. So we all caught COVID for some <laughs> strange reason. So uh, we ended up, I ended up going to Instacart and Instacart was one of those things that I just needed to do because I could not move. I could not go into my car and mind you, I was at my house at the time. I, I didn't, I couldn't go into the car to go to my neighborhood pharmacy to get medicine. I said, okay, I need to Instacart this medicine. I need to Instacart some soup. I need to Instacart some Tylenol because I'm not feeling good. I can't move. I'm just going to have them do that. Long story short, I had Instacart, uh, uh, my delivery driver, uh, delivery person, she was very nice too. She delivered my fresh bananas, my fresh citrus fruit, my oil, essential oil, some soup, some Tylenol, some NyQuil, some ibuprofen. I was going to war with myself with this because I knew what it was. I knew it was COVID. So I wanted to go ahead and battle this right out the gate. So I ended up spending money to get medicine and to get healed. Long story uh, short, you know, we were good on Instacart and I won't tell you guys about the, the days of sickness because I just don't want to reminisce though that long two weeks of quarantine and being sick because that's not the purpose of the podcast. T. We all know about the sickness and I'll, I'll probably talk about it later. But fast forward later, it is the month of January and this happened last week, actually. So very, very recent that this happened. I'm getting up in the morning at the house nice sleep had a nice romantic sleep <laughs> i had a very very nice sleep and i'm getting up i'm cooking breakfast and i had to go to my emory office um because i had to be there um for meetings and stuff so i'm going there um going to my kitchen cooking breakfast orange juice and bacon and some hash browns i was just having a good day and normally i don't work on media stuff in the morning when i first get up i don't look at the computer i might look at my phone when i'm fully up but i don't rush up to look on my phone to see what's popping on social media um because i learned that you can get headaches by doing that so i don't do anything i, I stretch i make up my bed i look myself in the mirror and then i go to the kitchen uh, to see what i want to make for breakfast and I got an email from Instacart saying, and, and T, he's laughing because this was just a funny story. I got an Instacart charge of $104 premium charged to my uh, car, my credit card, uh, excuse me, debit card. And I'm like, whoa, what is that? And, you know, $100 that to a lot of us folks that love money, $100 is a lot of money just to shell out for something like that. I've shelled out money like that before. Um, this past Christmas, I shelled out a lot of money for myself and I get it, I, you know, but for Instacart, something I only really use once. I don't use DoorDash that much. I don't use Instacart that much. Um, the only time I've used DoorDash is when I went over to my brother's house and I ended up going to do that. And, you know, that's just, you know, that was a quick thing. 
Instacart, I only used it once when I was sick and I just couldn't move to go to the grocery store. So I never have used Instacart before. I used it that one, one measly time because I couldn't move. And these people over at Instacart charged me $104 for the premium uh, subscription. Now, this was their premium subscription that they have. This is a yearly thing where you get express shipping and you get some money back off your order or you get some points, though. That way you can get some money back on your order. And that was just it. So I saw the charge. I saw my bank statement and I said, oh, no, that's that's no, because I, I knew I had COVID, but I was not that messed up. I knew what I had. And most people would just go to the app store, get Instacart for the one time you can have an account if you're just opening the app. If you're just opening the app, you're doing your order and that that's how it is. I knew you had to go deeply within the app to subscribe to a premium price like that of $100. I know I didn't do that. I don't waste money like that. I knew I didn't do that. So I called my bank and my mom actually gave me some advice because she had some mess ups, mishaps she had with Instacart. She ended up calling Instacart right then and there and they gave her, her money back. I didn't know that at the time. So I ended up calling my bank because when there's fraudulent charges, because I've had had I've have had fraudulent charges in my lifetime before. And the best scenario, and I say this, and this is kind of a tidbit for a lot of people, young people out there who have their bank account set up. It's best that you call your bank because your bank will be on your side because your bank is your customer. So it's never good if you um, have a mishap or you have fraud like that and you calling the actual store because sometimes, and I didn't know this because I didn't call Instacart, I ended up calling my bank, but some stores will help you out and give you your money back. Some stores will argue with you and say, yep, this is what you did. This is our money now. They'll argue with you. So I didn't want to do anything like that. So I ended up calling Instacart, uh, excuse me, I ended up calling my bank and I got to my banker and I said, hey, I told him the situation. I'm not going to tell you guys on the show what bank I bank with or anything like that because it's personal. Um, but as we get some some sound here, sorry about that, y'all. You know, we're, we're in the studio. I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't really change nothing about that. Sorry about that. Um, but we are in there. Uh, calling my bank, my bank teller, I said, hey, I have fraudulent charges coming from Instacart. I didn't sign up for their premium subscription. They ended up charging my card anyway. And my bank teller there was very nice about it. And they're doing their thing. They're working hard. And of course, Instacart now is struggling to get back to my bank. And, you know, we're still waiting on it. It's uh, it was a hundred dollars, so it wasn't that bad big of a deal. I mean, that's still a lot of money, but you know, it, I'm glad it wasn't two hundred dollars. I'm glad it wasn't three hundred dollars that Instacart might have charged me if they, because they could, because they had my information. I ended up getting a new card and whatever. I won't go into detail about that how I handle that because that's personal, and I don't want nobody knowing my personal business like that. But the the key purpose of the story here is be careful what you do for these Instacarts and these DoorDash. Um, be careful, folks, because you're putting your bank account information out there for them to see. And that's honestly what I think they did. I honestly think that they um, 
I honestly think that they just, uh, they opened, they saw that I opened the app and I used it one time and they got all my information and they, I guess they thought that I wanted something more from their business. And that's why they're in, they happened to ended up charging me more for that program. I, I honestly, with a subscription like that, it's not worth the money. I go to the store myself because I actually do enjoy it. I might be an old Say, I might sound like an old man just by saying this. I actually like going to the store to get my groceries. I actually like going. And I told my brother this the other day because we did go to the mall and we actually went to the mall, went to the stores and shop. And I said, it's just something about the experience of actually going to the store to get what you need or want versus having things ordered to you. And now that a lot of people out there are stealing people's stuff, when you do get things shipped to you, um, it's just a different experience. So I was telling my bank teller that uh, and then Tyrus, he can contest to it. Um, I used it one time. So I, I don't know why they, they thought I wanted more, but he knows and Tyrus knows I go to the store. He calls me and say, hey, what you doing? I'm like, hey, I'm going to the store. You know, I, I, and he's like, you just get it ordered to you. No, I like going to the store because number one, there's no delivery fees. You get to have that experience of actually going to the store and seeing what you want. Because when I did do Instacart when I was sick, my delivery driver, I think there was a few things she couldn't find. So she had to substitute. Um, and then if she couldn't find the substitute, you get money off because she couldn't find the, the, the item. So long and behold, the long story of it is be careful what you guys order. Uh, monitor your bank statements, especially from Instacart, because I thought it was a little bit funny to me that they just end up charging my card that much without my permission. I thought it was a little bit funny. I think they have something phony going on there, over there. I'm not discrediting their business because it is a business. Most people make money by doing Instacart. I know my sister told me she has done Instacart before, so I'm not knocking people who's hustling to do Instacart and do delivery, but the company aspect of it is you charge my car without my, my permission. And I tend to, I'm very, very tight with my money. I'm very, I'm looking at my money, make sure my money right. So I don't like it when people mess up and, and, and see and be funny with my money. I, I don't like that. So Instacart, you got to do better. DoorDash, uh, that hasn't happened to me with DoorDash. So I guess they're fine. But uh, Instacart, you have got to do better. So this next news, of course, this is going to be a great show because we have, this is kind of a rant for me, this this show, and you guys like it when I go in. This is coming from Complex.com, of course. Complex wrote about it, of course. The Breakfast Club, shout out to The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne God, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy, they don't know who I am, but I tag them a lot. And I know they're probably going to get tired of me tagging them in my shows because there's not a sponsor, but they talked about it. And, you know, this was their darkie of the day. So I just, I saw this and then I Googled it and I Complex had the best story. And I thought this was something that I wanted to talk about here on the show because this really makes me upset that this happened because honestly, I was a college student once. Um, I did announce I am going back to school to study my master's degree, so whoop whoop. Um, I know what it's like not to be in childhood poverty because I can't say I was in poverty. I cannot say that. I struggled in college. I was a broke man in college. I had some things going on with my mental health and I had some family things going on. You can read my Voyage ATL story about that uh, if you want to know more about that. But I've had some things go down in my first start of college and it was not easy. 
And it really makes me upset when you have people who do this with what I'm about to read the script. They do this and now it makes everyone look bad. And now these scholarships are really digging into students' personal business for them to be to be qualified for this scholarship. Of course, if you guys don't know what the Rhodes Scholarship is, it is a great scholarship that they give out to their students. Of course, student loses Rhodes Scholarship after investigation finds she led, uh, excuse me, she lied about childhood poverty and abuse. And Charlemagne the God, shout out to him. He'll know who he'll he'll know who I am, but. He said it best. He's not knocking Mackenzie Forston about her switching the system and working the system so that way she can get some free money. Um, but let me read the script and, I, and I'll, I'll say my verdict on this. Of course, 24 year old Mackenzie Forston uh, won a prestigious, excuse me, pro prestigious world scholarship last year to study at Oxford University. Of course, now she uh, now she's lost her place at the school after accusations um, that she lied about her past. Of course, as the Evening Standard reports, the University of Pennsylvania graduate Forston was one of only 32 people selected for the scholarship in November of 2020. Scholarships are so hard to get now. Well, I guess there there a lot of schools offered scholarships in 2020 to get people to come back to school. Uh, at the time, she received praise for overcome self-described difficulty in impervished, excuse me, impervished upbringings. Uh, per the time she called herself a queer first gender, excuse me, queer first generation to attend college, low income student, of course. And in the report by Philadelphia Inquirer last year, Forston says she bounced between various foster homes in her childhood. Shortly after arriving of that profile, an anonymous individual claimed that Forston has been uh, dishonest. Well, the source says Forston was originally went. Uh, went by the name of Mackenzie Morrison, actually became, excuse me, actually, uh, excuse me, actually came from the influence background and went to Whitfield Private School for $30,000 a year at St. Louis, of course. This makes me mad because $30,000 a year in private school, you're not broke, you're not in poverty if you went to this elite private school. And trust me, I went to private school and that stuff was expensive. My mom and dad actually took us out of private school because it was just that crazy expensive to pay that much in education. And I'm, you know, I was glad to go back to public school too because I, I miss public school. But anyway, this makes me mad in the world that Forston had to do this and she lied about being in poverty because there's people out here and especially people of color us in the culture i haven't seen poverty but there are people in our environment who are in poverty and we have to tell our story to get even hundred dollars to get in our scholarships and sometimes we can't even get approved for that sometimes sadly and you have people like forced to, to lie about that when you when you went to a thirty thousand dollar year private school you don't need to qualify for this scholarship you probably would have got into an ivy league school it may have not been oxford university but you probably could have got into some sort of ivy league college because that's how the world works these days a lot of colleges 
are a little bit racist. We have a lot of people, and I'm not saying all colleges are, but there are some colleges in the world where there's bigotry when it comes to their shareholders, their stockholders, their investors of the college, and they get to pick who gets enrolled within their school. This is not from a TV show. This is reality. I know a lot of TV shows use that to make their great shows that they're that they have, but this happens in real life and it makes me mad when people have to lie forced and lie about her upbringings about poverty because poverty is nothing you need to joke about poverty is nothing you need to lie on because it is real i haven't seen poverty myself i haven't endured poverty i know a lot of people say yeah we struggle but i haven't seen poverty uh in today's world i've seen it around the world other people in the under bridges, starving to eat, struggling to eat. Um, some of uh, college, young college people that want to go to college can't even afford to go to college. And that's why you don't see many people in college because of education being expensive and people can't take loans out to go to college. And it makes me mad. Again, again, she could have gotten to any college. Again, it may have not been Oxford University, but if you go to a 30000 a year program private school and your parents are paying for it you're not in poverty sorry sis but you're not in poverty your parents if you go to maybe not oxford university but if you go to an ivy league college your parents might even pay for it because they're i mean thirty thousand a year for a private school you gotta be you gotta be out your mind i don't know i wouldn't pay that much in education when and i ain't got kids yet i ain't thinking about kids for the next 15 years but I'd be darned if I'm going to pay 30000 a year for a private school education uh, for my kid. I, I, you go to public school, son. I'm sorry. I can't. That's that's a lot of money. Just you got to be rich to do that. I'm sorry. Uh, tipsters added that Forster Hobbits at the time included horse riding and skydiving. Breakfast Club talked about this, too. You uh, and, and we all know she I mean, she lied. She lied to you. She lied. But. When you joke about poverty, you joke about being abused as a child, it's nothing to play about because you got people, and I'm sorry, I'm looking, I'm supposed to be looking at the camera, but you know, me and T, there's a, there's that fine line where you can't lie on poverty and being broke and being child abuse because there are people actually out here being abused by their parents, being abused by their uncles, their aunties, some people might be abused by their grandparents. So it's nothing you need to joke about and nothing you need to lie about. But that's what Forston did to get into this Ivy League school. I ain't hot. And um, John Lane, the guy said, he's not knocking her for, for lying to get free money for the school. That's the system. She worked the system. But that's why she's the donkey of the day on The Breakfast Club. That's why she's looked at wrong because for us, this ain't nothing you need to play about. This ain't nothing you need to lie about. And she did. And that's why I get mad. Not really mad to you, but that's why I get mad about it because it's, it's nothing you need to joke about for sure. And you got it to where your hobbies is horse riding. That's expensive. Skydiving. That's expensive. And they say her mother was a radiologist. Radiologists, they get paid a lot of money. It's a lot of work. It's a very tedious job that the mother has, but it's a lot. She spent less than a year in foster care at the age of 17, according to an investigation from the Rhodes Trust and claimed she was pushed down the stairs by her mother. I don't know the story about that. That might have happened. That might have not happened. We don't know. Um, 
I, we we because I, I don't know her her, her stakes in, in the family, but I don't know. The first investigation of into Forreston was conducted by Dr. Beth Wilkinson, who said her report of the scholar fabricated details about her upbringings. Uh, Wilkinson, in a letter sent Rose Committee, said Fierston, excuse me, Fierston conducted a narrative regarding her childhood and recommend that they look into her case themselves. Of course, the Rhodes Committee interviewed McKenzie and claims that she's regarding the violent incident with her mother. She claimed her facial uh, features were so distorted and swollen that she couldn't tell them apart. That's a lie. She she's fabricated that because, you know, you, you people people lie. They say, "Oh, I got beat up," but I can't really remit, rit, remiss more much on, on it. That's that's a lie. Uh, Mackenzie Forreston, I believe she was going to Oxford University to get her master's degree. And now she can't get her master's degree. And now the story broke out worldwide. And now we're talking about it. And she probably won't be able to get to any other school because of what she did. She lied about trying to get into this program. And now she won't be able to go to any school because the story is out there. And it's a sad occasion. It really is a sad occasion. I, I really hate that people have to and people and, you know, people lie to get into the system. People lie to get things they need. And I get it. But I just don't understand folks who who have it like that. Thirty thousand a year in private school, horseback riding, skydiving. And then they still want to not save that scholarship because that could have been a student who really needed to get into the school and just really flat out couldn't afford it and now they mckenzie forston took that opportunity from that student because she wanted free money thirty thousand a year horseback riding skydiving you can afford it it may not may not be oxford university that's a very ivy league school but you could afford any other school versus a student who probably who might be in poverty for real, who might been abused by their parents for real, and now they can't get into it because you lie. Forreston, I get it why you're dunking of the day. I get it. You're not, you're on my list here. You, 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 you suck for that. So that's all I can say on that. My producer's telling me I'm out of time. I'm running out of time. I'm sorry, y'all. I like to talk about these these stories because it, it really gets me going. But hopefully you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Please remember to like, subscribe to the channel. Of course, KOP Entertainment, Daily Motion, Spotify Video, and the audio versions, Amazon Music, Audible, iTunes, Spotify. Share with your friends, letting you guys know that we were live. So, of course, that has been the KOP Aftermath with your host, KOP, Kennedy Lucas. As always, I like to say, stay safe, drink water, practice social distancing, wear a mask, stay safe. KLP here, stay swanky.